in improvisation, that's like a rule, right? Is it yes and, you yes and things because you're, another artist makes an offer. You don't negate that ever because then you're controlling the thing that is like the thing that is bigger than you. So what a way to work is to say yes to whatever the offer is. And by saying yes to whatever the offer is, you're saying yes to something that is, you know, and I don't want to get spiritual here, but like greater than you, greater than you. It's, it's you and those people on the other side of the computer. It's, it's like beyond words, but, but it, it, uh, like, I, I feel like as long as we are trying to control the thing that, that only lives when we let go. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestroized. Three, two, Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We are continuing with our State of the Union series, and today I have with me just an absolute rock star in the yoga space. She's also just like such a such a damn good human. We've been trying to do stuff together, been trying to get her on the podcast since before Rona, actually, and just things haven't lined up, and then they just fell through, and then disaster struck and she's been so accommodating but back to her like i said an og an absolute rock star in uh, the yoga space she's known internationally she teaches internationally she recently launched a new uh, digital platform that i'm gonna have her talk all about and when it comes to innovation when it comes to leading from the front when it comes to doing the damn thing this woman right here she is just the epitome of all of that. So without further ado, welcome to the show, my good friend, Carrie Awerko. Um, Carrie, welcome. Thank you. Wow. That introduction, uh, you know, I'm flattered. <laughs> Dude, you make it easy. I'm like, I just get to talk about you. Oh like, God. you're just <laughs> super, super, ah, just, so right off the bat, thank you again. Like, we've, we've had to move this so many times, even moved it today. And just, just thank you for being so accommodating. You're just such a generous spirit. So, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. It's so good to talk to you. And, uh, you know, we have to just to be able to, uh, this is our, everything's about the pivot now, right? I mean, change and like just being able to to change direction when we need to. Dude, (laughs) you're spot on. You're spot on. Before I have you talk about your pivot, do you think you could share yourself, your story, whatever you want to, you know, tell the, the, the listeners who, you know, for whatever reason may not, uh, may not know you. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I've been in the movement yoga and movement, uh, space for decades. Okay. So <laughs> I, love I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I will, you know, I, uh, 
I am 58 years old. I've been doing this a long time, you know, like a really long time, um, but in different iterations. So I started um, in uh, studying theater and dance and worked professionally in, uh, in New York. And then I went to, I left the theater company, movement theater company that I'd been working with for several years. Uh, I went back to school. I studied Laban movement analysis, uh, Laban Barteni of movement analysis at the Laban Institute of Movement Studies in New York. And uh, from there, I, uh, you know, I, that was just such an interesting, I, I, when I was in the theater, it was always the end and was doing movement theater, really. It was always the nonverbal piece that was so fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so then I, I went back to school and I was doing, you know, variations of that work. And I, I did, I started a yoga practice when I was with the company, uh, the, the movement theater company. And, uh, and this was back in the time when there wasn't, there really wasn't that much yoga in New York city. I mean, you have mm-hmm. places to choose from. And, um, but I just wanted a daily practice, a different type of daily practice, uh, just that for myself that I could do alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it, it stuck. So then that at a certain point, I just was like, I really want to look into this. I was so happy doing my yoga practice that I thought, yeah, you know, I really, awesome. I really want to learn. I want to go further with this. So I went into very in-depth, uh, decades long, uh, full on immersion in, uh, Iyengar yoga, went to India many times, um, studied with BKS Iyengar and his family and worked through multiple levels of certification. And that system is very, um, regimented. And, uh, and then, you know, at a certain point, like, um, and it was a, an emerging process. I wouldn't say it was like something suddenly happened. It didn't, but there was a, a pivot inside of me, you know, things that I felt were missing that I like had severed myself, severed aspects of myself from myself in order to fit into this paradigm that, you know, of the, of the lineage of the tradition. And, uh, you know, it was a while of just kind of finding my letting go of like feeling like I had to do this thing a certain way and find my way mm-hmm. back to not only things that I learned, but I love to learn. So I am, I am a synthesizer. I am a mixer. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh, absolutely. Up. I like to find the connections, uh, between things in things. I'm not so interested in, you know, seeing these disciplines, uh, the differences between them, though that can be interesting, but really seeing the deeper, areas of connection because love it's it. all made yep. up, you know, like it's, all made up. Mm-hmm. so, so what is it that, you know, what is it that's, that's compelling? What is it that seems to, and I'm not just talking about like, what are the mechanisms, but of, of why something works, but there's the mystery of why certain practices are so powerful. And I don't yes. think we can nail it. I don't know that we can kind of pin it on like one, you know, one thing. It, it mm-hmm. it's uh you know that uh kind of symphony of different the the combination that makes <clears throat> for the harmony and so yeah. uh yeah i just let myself study whatever i wanted i started to let myself um integrate in the way that you know yoga really 
is to me is an art and a science, but, but of integration, which means everything has a place. And that is what I, um, you know, I like, and then also just, you know, I think turning 50 is, can be a powerful thing for me. I was like, what the Mm -hmm. fuck, you know, like, (laughs) like, I have to do, like, it's time to do what I want to do, you know, like, no, like, I just can't, uh, keep living my life for, for, uh, for other people or for their idea of how I should be, you know? And I think that people are fortunate to come to that realization younger than I did. I, you know, I, Mm -hmm. but whatever, I've been a late bloomer since I was born. I came out late. So (laughs) you know what I mean too? Like, but first and out late. (laughs) It's just, you know, so, um, but I'm just so, uh, truly happy right now. And, um, because there are things that I'm, you know, still trying new things. It's exciting. It just is. Carrie, you mentioned about being a synthesizer and, uh, you know, being that person that looks for the connection between things. And I feel like I'm not going to say that I'm not going to say this is solely in, in the yoga space. This is just in general. People love categories and boxes and like kind of separating things. Did you receive any pushback on the, or, you know, push? Yeah, pushback is a word. Any pushback on the fact that you were like, I'm looking for the deeper connect, like the deeper underlying things that connects all of these different things where perhaps other folks were like, but this is the way. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I still do. You know, I've lost followers. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I really, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, girl. absolutely. I, I started getting pushback kind of, Oh, let's see. It's 2020 now. So I think it started, it started in like 2008, nine, um, you know, like a while ago. Because I, and, and one of my, my teachers, one of my well, mentor, really, she, uh, she just told me, you know, years ago, she's like, I think that this system is going to be too limiting for you. It's going to be too mm-hmm. for you. And at the time I was, you know, climbing the ranks and I got into this senior level and you're know, like all these things have been such an investment of time and energy. I mean, years, literally. And to have your mentor say, I, I think like, at a time when, you know, I started to get pushback and, and mm-hmm. her thing was, well, maybe that's because you don't, it's not, it's like, I read it like you don't belong. Okay. That was what Carrie heard. Gotcha. <laughs> that gotcha. Was, All right. All right. That's what she was saying. And I think it was mm-hmm. pro- almost prophetic what she was saying because it was spot on. Like that is, you know, and it, and it, and it did kind of, you know, it, it's sad. I've thought, wow, I've looked back on that time. And I think she was kindly telling me, you know, you're, there's this thing and this thing, which has changed actually since the, you know, the guru died and his one, and one of his children who was like a major force in the system died as well. Um, it, there's huge changes whenever you have a figurehead, like whether, you know, if it's a choreographer, yeah. that things change. Uh, mm-hmm. but at that time there wasn't really you, it was like you were to fit into that, uh, that box, you know, make yourself yeah. fit yeah. the pose, right. It would be a metaphor for that. Just an analogy, you know, do you, uh, do you change yeah. the pose for your body or do you change your body for the pose? And, and so it's like changing oneself to be in this, this whole, like, way of not just 
practicing of physical practice, but of breathing, of thinking, of seeing the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just wasn't like, I really didn't, I didn't fit, you know, like I didn't Uh like the fucking bloomers, like the whole thing. (laughs) I remember these silly shorts. uh, People are going to listen to this and they're, they're just going to be offended. But the day that I threw out all my bloomers was like, it's like, you know, burning your bra. It just felt so liberating. It was like, you know, it's not about the bloomers. I know it's not about the bloomers, but there's something huge about saying, I'm not going to wear these things anymore. Like, I'm not going to wear this thing anymore. And, and, um, and that, you know, when you're a part of a group and there are all these relationships and people you love, okay, it's, it is complicated. It's just not as, you know, there, and it goes back to belonging. I've talked about that, written about it, but I think it's a pretty big thing. And I think people will, will do a lot and sacrifice a lot for a sense of belonging Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like Carrie that, you know, and that's why I love that you're telling your backstory here. Cause I feel like it really set you up to, you know, succeed during this time right now. You have so many changes and, and some, someone like you, like, I love that line you kind of threw out there of like, do you change the body for the pose? Do you change the pose for the body and the importance of like taking a step back. Do I fit? Does this fit? Do I need to, should I force this? Probably not. You know, what, what is like a, a more um, congruent truth and then being adaptable from there. I feel like it really set you up for 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 doing well during this could you just fill us in a little bit on what things looked like for you um business-wise life-wise if you want before bc before covid yeah well oh my god it's been i think as it has for everybody i mean it's so wild just to think that the entire world uh, is going through this it is yeah, we are living in the interesting time. But um uh, right. yeah, uh but before COVID, I was uh and have been for quite a few years now um traveling to, te- to teach, traveling internationally, nationally and internationally, but I I was traveling mainly within the US, probably starting in around uh, I want to say like I think it was like 2000 uh nine, 10, I started really started to travel and teach more within the U S. And then I went, I went to, um, I was invited to teach in Australia and New Zealand and in Poland, probably, um, or I think it was 2010. Yeah. 2010, 2011, I made my first overseas trips to teach. And then, and then that just sort of took off. Like it, it started like, there was a certain number of workshops that I would do internationally and, or within the U S and then I started teaching more and more workshops, um, until I got to the place where, you know, the studio that I worked at in New York is like, look, (laughs) never here. And, you know, we'll just have you teach like a series when you're in town, you know, which was great because like finding subs and all that was really difficult. And then I, and then the international thing really, really took off and it was, great. Um, I have traveled all over the world and met the most amazing people and learned so, so many things about, you know, teaching, teaching about myself, about other cultures, about movement in other cultures. And, um, yeah, it's been fascinating on, on so many levels. 
but um, but I was getting like you know there was a momentum to it, and I uh, I was at this place where I'm like I need I kept saying like I need to make a shift, I need to make a shift. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like it was always this thing of I would people would write and invite me, and I'm like okay well I'm like reviewing my schedule and um, trying to rework some things, and it, but it would just keep that that change that thing I mm-hmm. wanted to do. Um, which was, which it wasn't as specific enough. Like I just knew I want to spend more time in New York, right? I want to travel, yeah. but I want to travel less, but the, but to really be specific, like, well, what does that actually mean? I wasn't at that place. I just had that idea that this is, this is what I want. This is what needs to happen. And then COVID, there <laughs> we go. you know, like all of a sudden that it like, as with every other human, okay. Pretty much. Maybe there are some humans that have their job and they're still doing it. They're just doing it from home. But for me, it was literally like having that rug, you know, just Mm -hmm. out from underneath me. I was in Mm -hmm. Australia. I I mean, I was I was in the Asia Pacific area when COVID. Yes. Actually, it had already I left the U.S. in February, early February. Well, like late January, I went to California and then I was there for a week and then I took off for Australia and my Hong Kong trip, because they already had COVID in China, right? In where, what was the uh, Hunan, right? Was that where, what was the city? Do you remember? Uh, (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I can't believe I can't remember that now. But anyway, I was supposed to teach in Hong Kong in um, March. And like after Australia, I was going to fly to teach in Hong Kong. And, uh, you know, my host, like we were going back and forth. And then we're like, oh, we like you're probably like if you come to Hong Kong, you're probably not going to be able to go to Japan or get back into the U.S. So, so um, I uh, we canceled that. And then as I was traveling, I might host in Japan. Then they were like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this workshop. And then. And then, you know, I'm in Australia and then the Canadians where I was supposed to go to Canada after Japan. And they're like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And I, and I remember the, you know, so the, you know, these workshops were canceled. And then there was this thing, oh, they're going to be closing the board. They're not going to let Europeans back. You know, they're closing the borders. And I, I saw, like, I I was trying to get my flights back to Brisbane. And, um, yes. and I thought, okay, I'm, I remember this. I'm we were like chatting on Instagram. Like I thought I'm going to stay in Australia for an extra, yeah. I'm going to stay. Like, I thought, you know what? I could just write it out down here. It's summertime. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like, I love it. And, and then, um, and then, you know, they, I saw those videos of the airports, it, you know, like JFK and just being like overwhelmed with people coming back from Europe and they're like standing and all like little sardines in a can. And I said to my husband, I, we got to wait till like that thins out. And then I hear that from the Australian government, Oh, there's just a few more flights and we're not, you're like, you got like Americans, you have to leave basically. And, uh, and so I flew back, I got a flight to LAX and I stayed, uh, for like a night. And then the flight from LAX to New York and it was a JetBlue big plane. There were four of us on that airplane. Jeez, that's creepy. Yeah, and New York was bad then. You know, like there was a part of yeah. me who was like, "I'm." I remember I'm all this. Yeah. The epicenter of this epidemic. Yep. Like, what is, you know? 
but we hit the, I hit the ground running because I felt like I needed to. And I taught a class like the week after I, I landed. Um, and I, I, I had been building this platform. Okay. I had been creating this thing called the playground, mm -hmm. which is my passion. <laughs> this is my, love my it. baby. <laughs> and, love it. and I've been working on it and I have a creative partner that I work with. And I, you know, we just, it, it just, like, when were we going to launch? Like, it's always, you know, we're going to make, mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. and create that. And, and it, and then it suddenly I, I called up Jamie. I was like, we, we have to put this thing out before it's ready to be put out. And then we'll yeah. just have to yes. evolve yes. in public. And yes. be what we talk about, like the very thing that I'm about. <laughs> yeah. Process. <laughs> making a mess, being able to learn, making mistakes in public, failing in public. That's what I'm about. You know? So, so I thought, okay, we have to like, this is it. You have an opportunity to actually be the thing that you say that you are. And so, um, yeah. So, so I was teaching a few, like, you know, there was a little period of time where the, um, you know, provider that we have, uh, the service that, uh, the streaming service and the app, you know, there's a certain amount of time that they have to create what they're creating with your assets and just do the coding and all that. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I taught like Zoom classes during that time. And then, and then we launched and, you know, my mom died the like two minutes after I like taught this class, this first class that I taught when I got back, we had a really huge group. I was so nervous to teach it and, you know, the Zoom and I'd never done that. And, you know, like the stress of all of that. Yeah. And then like, it then had an amazing experience. And like two minutes after the class, my brother calls and my mom literally died while I was on the phone. So, you know, it's been a hard year. It's been a lot. <laughs> you know, like just, there are so many things that, that where there's this gift, this opportunity that's just wrapped up in grief and loss and, you know, like the, the, and it goes back to integration. It just goes back to the idea that you have to, it's, you're going to get it all. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want, Absolutely. All, you're gonna, you're going to get the, the terror and the heartbreak and all of it. Do you know, you don't get to have one Absolutely. without the other. And if you, it, it, and so this, you know, this time, this COVID time for, for me has been, a blessing in a weird way. It feels terrible to say that because there are times when oh, I'm just no, going, no, yeah. this is so fucked. Like I am a person who needs to teach, who loves to teach people in a room. Like I thrive on that interaction. Um, and, and, you know, I don't see people. I, I see people out on the street. I live in New York and, you know, I see people all the time, but we're masked and I don't have that. And I have my husband and that's been great. Luckily, we've gotten closer. I mean, I know there are, I have friends who are yeah, 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 yeah. not happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. Real so, shit. So yeah. many blessings, so many gifts and good things. And yet it is extraordinarily difficult on so many other levels. And I feel like the, the thing that the opportunity, like being creative, continuing to learn, um, is just, those are my anchors, you know, like continue yeah. to learn and continue to make things. When I am being creative, I, if I feel like I'm in touch with whatever divinity is, and I don't have an answer for that, 
But oh. I feel like if there was such an answer, that's what it is. So much, so much there. One of the things that I, I want to pull out, I'm pull, pull out a few things, but one of the things that I'm pulling out from there is the, we'll call it pandemic proofing of a, of a business. And Carrie, one, just talked about it just in, in, in how she is, right? And, and life has prepared her for this. Uh, and the acceptance part there that she's like, you know, you can't have this thing without the other thing. And like, that's, this is just part of her being and definitely one of the reasons that she, you know, is, th- is thriving. But the other thing I want to point out is how long that Carrie has been doing this. And, and this, by this, I mean all of it, but, but namely the business side of things and creating and, you know, reiterating of things and then working in this space and connecting with people and doing this thing for so long, which is ultimately what one of the best things that I've seen, or one of the, I should say, one of the most common things I've seen in talking to people about, you know, how are they doing now on the other side, you know, quote unquote, other side of, of COVID. Uh, and those people that are really thriving, they've been preparing, whether it was intentionally or just because they've been doing it so long and doing it so well um, for so long. So question for you, Carrie, because you said you, you were teaching before, you're teaching during, we have new things coming out. When you say teaching, mm-hmm. what does that look like? You're teaching classes. Who are you? Who were you teaching to? Who were you teaching to? This was in person. What did that look like? So when I was um well before i started traveling i was teaching classes in new york city so yeah yeah, pretty big classes in new york city and then when i started traveling i was teaching workshops so those are like uh anywhere for the most part they would say i would say they were three days long you know your friday saturday Mm -hmm. sunday thing sometimes just saturday and sunday but it's usually friday saturday sunday three three day thing sometimes it might be four days occasionally five i didn't do retreats and things like that i did a few but i don't like to organize things (laughs) like (laughs) like they the host does the organizing and i just create the content and that you know Uh so that was working for me you know that part of it. Um, I, I didn't ever stay with people. So I would, Mm -hmm. I would, you know, have an Airbnb. Um, and I would be teaching a, usually a pretty large, it would depend on the studio and the country, but a pretty large group of people, mostly teachers, you know, for the most Mm -hmm. part, though, though it would depend, like you could have students, but a lot of times the students that you would rarely have beginner beginners because, um, you know, for instance, the classes are like two to three hours long. Do you know? Yeah, it's a lot. And yeah. and most people look at something like that and they think, oh, I'm not ready for that. So uh, the workshops uh, tended to be primarily teachers or serious students, whatever that means. And so, <laughs> but, um, and then, uh, and then when I, uh, this online thing, I think that the demographic, like a lot of the the people that are on the playground are teachers for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There are, there are people who aren't and they just, they're there to practice and they're, they're there because they enjoy the movement. And I really love, I love teaching everybody. So it doesn't, um, you know, I, I I love all beings that love to learn, you know, I love love learners. Um, But uh teachers are, you know, we have these Q and A's after class. So I'll teach a class. It's not a zoom class. So it's a streaming class on my platform. 
So I will mm -hmm. teach a class and those live classes, like I have a bunch of recorded material and I'm constantly recording new material because I like to generate content. And I'm yeah. also one of those people that likes, yeah. you know, I like to take a dance class every day online and I like to yeah. I like to mix it up. I'm like, no, today I'll do Graham. No, today I'll do Horton. No, today I'll do jazz. You know, I, I like the variety. Like my, my brain yeah. loves that. Um, wow. so it does. It just, it, it, did, it wasn't always like that, but at this point in my life, my brain is like, this is what you need. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm calling. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I like it. I like the complexity. I like to have wow. to, to work on coordination. Um, I like that challenge cognitively as well as physically, but I really love the mm -hmm. cognitive challenge of learning wow. new movement. And so, um, the, uh, so I'll teach a class. Like I have this stream I'll do is I do two live streaming classes a week and those okay. are like 90 minutes, you know, at like an hour and 15 to 90 minutes long because a, a typical yoga class is going to be longer than, um, you know, just a, like a fitness class. Mm -hmm, Although mm -hmm. the recorded classes on my site are all pretty much short. Like I, I'm doing a lot of 20 minute, 30 minute, like probably everything is like 40 or under because most people, when they're just practicing by themselves, they might not have that kind of time. So there's yeah. tons of shorter classes on my platform that I've in my library that I've created. The live classes are a different type of animal. They're more exploratory. We, um, I teach, we don't interact during the class, but after the class, we have a Q and A. And okay. those are, that's like my favorite. I don't say it's my favorite part, but I actually really, I really love them. They, the questions that people ask are so interesting. It challenges my brain. You know, I have to think on the spot. It, it makes me bone up and study. And then I have to go, mm -hmm. you know, I have to like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really good. It's like, it's like every you're in the frying pan, which is what I loved about in-person teaching. I love to be in the frying pan. <laughs> It's true. It's true. So with these classes, speaking of in-person teaching, was this pivot hard? Because like, I mean, I, I met you in person at one of my in-person teaching yeah. gigs and like, you know, COVID just took this away from us. What was that? Can you walk me through what that was like and being like, okay, like I got to pivot. I got to do these things online. Like, what was that like? Well, the, the I had been doing some on not, I've been doing online work before COVID. So, mm -hmm. so for, uh, I have courses on yoga journal, like several courses yep. on yoga journal and classes on yoga international. And I'd already been selling some video series that I created years ago on Vimeo. Um, some stuff that, uh, some friends of mine had made that are on up on YouTube. That was quite a while ago, but I'd been teaching, creating online content in one form or another for probably over 10 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the, and then I, I knew I wanted to go more in that direction. That's why I had been working on this platform. I mean, initially Vimeo OTT had reached out to yes. me and my Partner. Oh, because we'd been selling videos on Vimeo and they'd done well. So they reached out. They're like, oh, uh. the OTT thing would be good for you. But then as we started and then we thought, yeah, like we should try to do this. And then we met with them and then we realized, oh, wait, like they have this weird thing. Maybe they fixed it. But yes. you couldn't have 
international, like. It's a pain in the ass. All of this. Well, I'm like, you know what? My audience is international. Exactly. Like they, they, they have to be able to sign up really quickly. I don't care the currency, like all of like, this is this. I've spent a decade building my business with people from all over the world. So, um, yeah. So, so when, and I just found another provider, but like that, uh, that had already been something that I wanted to do and was Mm -hmm. already in the process of creating. I think I'd already filmed probably like 15 classes for this site that I wanted to make. So it was already, um, like not just germinating, but it had already begun to fructify, like, like, yeah, yeah, happening. yeah. It just we just hadn't signed a contract and started paying a service to develop the thing. You know, that's when you've really committed, right? You know, when you give them there your you go. credit card info. So <laughs> and you sign that contract, you know, and then you're in. So uh yeah, so so that I would say for me, that piece was probably a little easier than it might be for somebody who hadn't been doing Mm-hmm. I hadn't done Zoom. I mean, the whole Zoom thing was awkward in the beginning for sure, but I was very happy to let go of that when we started streaming from my platform because it's super easy now. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know, awesome. I think for people who haven't had, you know, it was like something I already wanted to do, you know, and, yeah. and it was like, okay, this is, this is the thing that is going to ignite or propel Uh, project that you've wanted it just this is you know nature the world circumstance is providing the momentum (laughs) there you go there you go there you go i think it's really important to hear all different sides of of what's going on Uh, and that's the reason i you know the people that i've been bringing on this on the podcast and trying to tell and show other people hear those stories where, you know, for some people, like, yes, this has been a very, uh, a very positive opportunistic time because, again, it's not just like by happenstance. They've been putting things in play before. And still, though, it's one of those things that just sped up this like, OK, now I have to do this thing. I think it's really important. Like my whole goal with doing this kind of series was also to, you know, provide hope in some way shape or form and i think there's a lot of value in in, and hopefully people have kind of dealt with their own shit there's a lot of value in hearing the successes of others and being like yeah like there's not it's not just you know only bad things are happening right now so i love hearing you know how this is has propelled you uh propelled you forward question for you uh what and this is gonna be a little bit of a bigger question okay karen Where do you see the yoga space going? Like there's, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people in the space and a lot of studios are closing down and like, you know, teachers still want to learn and, uh, you know, the general population has, has gone online. Like where do you have any feelings, thoughts, insights as to where you see kind of yoga going? Yeah, it's, you know the it's so heartbreaking honestly the number of studios that have had yeah. closed i i have yeah. a dear friend in new york who's recently had to close her space and she sent me a text and a photograph the other day of you know the and it was a beautiful space and all the bolsters in their garbage bags yeah. you know everything getting packed up for storage and it was just like that pit of the stomach thing, you know, where you, you yeah. had to let go of the space. So many, many studios 
all over the world, right? Yeah. Not just the the U.S., which is getting hit really hard. Let's face it, you know. Absolutely. But um, but like everywhere, <laughs> and um, and I and I, but I think also that this is, you know. It's not always going to be like this. Is there going to be a change? Mm-hmm. Will the world, you know, will the whole industry be different? Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. but people will gather again because human beings have been gathering for hundreds yes. of thousands of years. And, you yes. know, and there have been pandemics mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we will and we will gather again. And um, and so I'm not concerned about people being in a group again and, and studios mm-hmm. reopening. I think studios will reopen and, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully um, some of the things that, you know, the, it's always difficult cause we'll just, you know, the nature of our brain, you know, to fall back on, on what we know. So, Absolutely. So the opportunity to really say, well, how might we, you know, because we're, we're yeah. capable of, of change. But yeah. it is difficult as adults, right? Like this idea oh, yes. that Andrew Huberman, I know, talks about, and I yeah. love it, of like self-directed adaptive neuroplasticity, you know, for what we need mm-hmm. learning as adults. And you and you, it has to be self-directed. Like you have to, so just no one's going to change you. Like that, 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 like you're going to have to make the change and it's going to be yes. hard. It is going to feel frustrating because the very reason that that plasticity is, you know, those synapses or whatever being marked for change when you rest is because the, you know, neuromodulators or whatever is happening in your brain, the effect is frustration and feelings yeah. of, of difficulty. So it's like, if we can find a way to say, this is, this is a good thing that I am, that this is, you know, like lean into that struggle. Like, I think that a lot of us know, and like, I like it when I'm learning a new like if I'm taking a dance class and the combination is a little hard and then there's part of me that's like, I've, it, it feels like frustration, but another part of my brain is like, this is the good part. This is the good part. You know, like, and, then, <laughs> and then later, cause I know like the next day, like I will be better at that even if I don't practice it. Like yeah. I will come back to it and I will have learned. But if I stopped when I felt the frustration, that that is not going to happen. The only way is to stay in it and to learn to enjoy that. I know that sounds weird, but it's like that that almost like wanting the challenge, wanting a little bit of the friction. I know that like, yeah, I think we have to, when it feels scary, when it feels difficult, you know, when it's like, I don't know, it's unknown. It's like you feel you're, you know, upregulating a bit. Okay, but that might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all about mm-hmm. let's just make it all easy. Yeah. I don't think so. Amen. I think if you want to grow, it's going to be it's going to be hard. I'm just going to say yeah. that. And, but you can yes. learn. Like that's where play comes in for me. You there are ways to make it more fun, to reward yourself. You know, because I think that that's you know play just does that. They, it it mm-hmm. just does. That's why it is like for me a huge value. So for these studios, like getting back to the point, is no, no, that, keep going. that this is going to be a friction period. Like, and I'm not a studio owner, but I am a business owner. And, mm-hmm. and so we like, I, I feel that, you know, the question of how might, how might we reimagine this and know that it's going to be hard. It's going to, um, we're going to mess up, you know, 
It's like, we're going to have these little failures and they're going to be in public. And then, and then the key is to be like, it's an improvisational theater tenant or an an improvisational movement or dance tenant is that then you, you have to like get excited about the failure in public. Like, seriously, you have to be like, let's be busy feeling, you know, like you literally like start to almost, you know, because otherwise the inertia, the fear of, of the, you know, of the unknown is going to paralyze you. It's going to paralyze you hundred percent. You ain't do nothing. And you, and the only way are you're going to figure it out. I mean, my part, my creative partner, I, we talk about this all the time. The only way we're going to know is to make the thing. Like yesterday I I filmed something and I, something I wanted to for the site. And Oh God, Shanti, I was so excited last night because I wanted to do this thing. And there's a part of my brain that was like, I have to imagine it. And like, you know, it's like overthinking it or like, I have to cut like the, you know, cognize everything before. It's like, no, you know what you have to do? You actually have to do it. And like on camera and it doesn't have to go out, but unless you like, like really make it and get in busy, making a mess, like get busy, making a mess. You're not going to know how to do it. And it was so much fun. And there were all these surprises. And I, I just felt like, oh, I have so much faith that in the challenge, I can't tell you like point in my life, it is the thing. It is the thing. We can't avoid it. Avoidance does not, we know that from movement science, right? Like you are Mm -hmm. not going to increase your capacity for avoiding things. Wow, this is this is the tough love. That was like the nicest tough love because you're just like the sweetest woman and like the nicest tough love I've ever heard. Like you were just basically like, yo, you're gonna have to put on your big girl pants and like fucking do the thing and move forward. But you said it's so. I mean, that's all we can do. Like, I I think that's a very real concern that people are having. Like, you know, I just did an episode with my guy Anthony Mercurio. He was talking about micro gyms, and he said the kind of the same thing where it's like you pivot, you adapt, adjust, and the only way you're gonna know if it works is if you do it. And then if it didn't work and you failed, then you learned, and like you have to do the thing. I love everything. That you said, ah, oh, so good, Carrie. I'm over here, like, just that's so good. Did did you, Carrie? And I'm gonna kind of flip it a little bit because you you've been online for so long. Did you ever have a concern? And this is kind of for those of you listening that maybe are, have not pivoted and have not gone online or have some reservations. This is kind of why I'm asking this. Was there ever a concern that you couldn't deliver the material in the same way virtually? that you could in person? Oh God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, like it's not the same So, uh-huh. So there's the thing, there's the, there's yeah. the, there's your opportunity. It's yeah. not the same. And, um, there's nothing It's okay. I cut my, you know, original love, first love was the theater and live theater. Okay. So, Mm uh, I did, I didn't do a lot on film. I was a, you know, movement theater, musical theater. Um, I loved the theater because it's this live experience. And even if it's, you're not breaking the fourth wall or whatever, you know, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are, totally connected to the audience it is a back and forth Mm -hmm. and that's what makes it so exciting it's the it's the unpredictable thing the very thing that scares us as humans right we want like our brain wants 
to know what's going to happen, right? Just from a neurological yeah. perspective, yes. predictive capacity, it's making us yep. like all of that. And yet, why is it that we jump out of airplanes or, you know, why do we do these mm-hmm. things like going on state, honestly? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, there, because there's this, it, there's a yeah. thrill of not knowing that, you know, that things will happen. That's what I loved about improvisation. I mean, absolutely loved it, it because it was this, you know, you did have a point of concentration there. There was always these anchors, but there was also about letting go. And it was a beautiful, scary, amazing dance. Yeah. And that, like that, that is life though. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. And, um, so I think that, uh, you know, le- letting sort of sub- like allowing the, 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 we don't have to replicate what we did. We can't replicate what we did. Film will never replace theater. It's like Hamilton. Okay, mm-hmm. did you see Hamilton the movie? You know, I, I did not. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be yeah. fully out truth. I saw I Hamilton know. on Broadway with my friend Beth Lewis, mm-hmm. who I love. <laughs> I always have to shout out to Beth on a podcast. Oh, um, so good. I'm hoping to get her on my site. Anyway, so Hamilton. Beth and I went to Hamilton. Um, uh, one of her clients gave her tickets and we had some pretty good seats and it was just, even if we hadn't like whatever, I, you know, people spend hundreds of dollars and wait for years to see the show before everything closed. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and it was, you know, it's not my favorite musical of all time. I'll be honest, but I did enjoy it. And then I saw, then I was very excited about the, um, you know, filmed version with, um, with the creator and the original cast and all that. And it was also good, but it's not the theater. It's not, it was yeah. like this, some, like you see the filmed version of, of a great dance, for instance, or whatever. It's, yeah. it's so great to see it, but there's nothing like, well, let's just say it's a different medium. So there's the opportunity yeah. though. There is the opportunity. You're not going to try and recreate an in-person yeah. lived, you know, pheromone exchange thing. You know, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. that. So don't try. Make the thing that serves the medium, that serves the, you know, this is the way that we're delivering the content. Then how can we do the thing on video that we can't do? There we go. Live. We have, like, I think, well, we do whatever we want. But for me, that goes back to the things that I learned in um, you know, in theater and improvisation really is you say yes. Like I know that that like you, we all have to say no to, of course, but in, mm-hmm. in improvisation, that's like a rule, right? Is it yes. And you yes. And things because mm. whether you're in a theater, mm. you know, like a theater game situation or whether you're in a dance improvisation, same idea, music, same thing. You're another artist makes an offer. You don't, negate that ever because then you're controlling the thing that is like the thing that is bigger than you okay so if you say no you're saying i am bigger than this thing and this thing is is creation it's life force it's it's connection between people it's the mysterious thing that happens when different creative people get together or when you have multiple voices in a choir and all those voices come together to create that harmonic sound that could that could only be those voices like those voices together so the uh the 
thing that, you know, you think is the problem is really is, is you're going to go with, you're going to say yes to the problem. Okay. I mean, what a way to work is to say yes to whatever the offer is. And by saying yes to whatever the offer is, there's this, um, you're saying yes to something that is, you know, and I don't want to get spiritual here, but like greater than you. Yeah, I'm here Greater than you. It's it's you and those people on the other side of the computer. It's it's like beyond so words. Good. But but it it uh like I I feel like as long as we and I, you know I'm speaking to myself here, you know, are trying to control the thing that that only lives when we let go. It only lives when we say this is bigger than me. And I am going to be an instrument and I am going to, you know, be the lightning rod, not the, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the just yes. be, be the conduit, be the, be the vessel. Um, you don't, this is yeah, so good. yeah, that's, I mean, I got a little this big is, around there, but. Nah, man, this is, <laughs> this is one of the reasons I love podcasts because I learn as much and I, I, I sit and I get to listen and I get to talk to awesome people, but you know, you just listen and, and sometimes a line hits you and you're just like, yes, especially when, because everyone has their own unique backgrounds. And I love that you pulled in from theater and these different experiences. And you just said, stop trying to control the thing that only lives when we let go. And that is phenomenal. That is so much of you know it resonates with me largely because i am a control freak i also i like i like to have order yeah I say. yeah um but you know i'm thinking back on my own experiences and like moving to california my own tattoo actually it was reminiscent of this 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 quote here uh-huh. because when i got my i have a, you have my my left arm is a full sleeve right and i got the, the top half done and i still had like i was still in new york and like had i had just left my like corporate if you will my regular pt job and i went in and i was told the guy i was like i kind of want these colors i would like you put you put this turtle on this side and i like i want it to look like this and like very much like do this thing for me and when i got the bottom half done i could i did it right before i moved to new york i mean excuse me moved to california i was just like whatever you want to do and it was a really free yeah it was the same guy so i trusted him but it was a really different experience and it was largely to me um what is the word uh symbolic representative of transitioning from my life in new york to my life in California, because in New York, I was trying so hard all the time to, to control things and like make it this way and like have everything planned out. And in moving to California, it was a big like, you know, it was during a big transition period for me until it was like, like you just said there, like stop trying to control the thing that only lives when we let go. That is just so, uh, so good, Carrie. That is, that's such a phenomenal reframe for everything that's going on right now and and you hit the nail on the head we as humans we like safety and what's behind us even if it was bad is safe because it's familiar and so people try to they think like oh but i gotta get back to how things were and i gotta hold on to that even if that situation was shit it's that it's familiar so therefore it's safe and our nervous system is always seeking safety you're alive so it couldn't have been that that's it exactly exactly (laughs) but if we take this i love this reframe and and stop trying to control stop trying to control 
the thing that only lives when we let go and, and open ourselves up to possibility and what could be and what we could create moving forward. That's just, ah, uh, Carrie, that is, that's the fire right there. So good, Carrie. Well, Damn. it's play. It's, it's, that's what play oh, so is. Good. That's so what, good. that's what the joy of movement is, I think. I mean, I, we're getting to that, you know, why do people dance? Like, why do people play? And play is such a huge, um, you know, it encompasses so many things. But it is, it is, I think, a profound biological experience. Yes. And, um, and it, in, and that's kind of the nature of it, I, I think, you know. Um, so good. Yeah. I'm writing Damn, a book on it, so you know, good. so. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right, let's let's segue. I, I see the time here. Let's segue. What are you doing right now? What do you have for the people? How can they, you know, what, what are you doing? T- pitch me yourself. Tell me all your things, please. So, um, well, I, I have this online platform called The Playground. And um, and it's a subscription I love it. I love it. platform of, um, of yoga and movement and, you know, diverse movement. Uh, we have everything from, I mean, it's basically, it's like yoga based, but I have, uh, we do do work with uh, TheraBands, like really kind of weirdly innovative stuff with them <laughs> and, um, and kettlebells and dumbbells. Cause I've, I've experimented with um, adding external load in my practice mm-hmm. for a while. I was like this closet, you know, I used to call them the secret practices because in the, the, you know, tradition that I, that I taught in that was all just kind of frowned upon. But, um, but I'm like, yeah, I just want to share with everybody and what I really love and what I continue to learn. Um, so the playground is that, you know, we have like a lot of breath practices and active, very, um, like dynamic. I like, I have just sort of cardiovascular work on that too, because in COVID that's what I really felt like I needed. Like I needed to just sometimes just really, you know, as Beth would say, crush it for like 20 minutes. You know? <laughs> um, and then, and then, you know, also, and also restorative and also breathing practices and, but a lot of really playful, you know, developmental movement stuff, mathematics, the stuff that um, it's just like my idea of what a, a learning playground for adults would be. And so yeah. there's dance. It can't help but weave its way into into things. Um, I have this new thing that I'm adding that I was working on, which I'm I'm just like that kind of segues into the book because I said to my husband last night, "This is going to be a chapter. This has to be a chapter," you know, yeah, because it. it was like there was something like what we were talking about. You know, when you stop trying to control the thing that can only live uh, when you when you let go, um, mm-hmm. meant that this that the little kind of game and it involved music, like he would play these different pieces of music and I was working with a phrase. Um, there was a magic and there, and it like inside of my body, I was like, this fucking rocks, you know, yes. it was so fun. And it was, and then the ideas that flowed after that, I was just thinking, Oh, and we could do this slow thing. And like this for the people who have problems and, but, but it's healing. It's like taking what we know, the medicine of movement because it can be right it the the magic of it the reason why it you know why people with parkinson's when they dance they're better you know it's there's something very potent going on and this playground is where i share 
my passion, my learning, the, the, the process of, of, you know, the work that I do every day and will do till the last day that I draw breath. I swear to you, I love it. And I, and I totally intend on doing this when I'm a hundred. <laughs> I love it. I, I love that's it, like, to me, that's like, no, no retirement here. This stuff makes me happy. You know, I love to keep learning. I want to keep learning. I want to keep trying new things. And no matter what, you know, like, of course, you know, we're different as we, as we get older, but actually a lot of that's because we stopped doing things that we like. Yes, exactly. You know, cause we gave exactly. up on, we gave up on, we gave up it, or sometimes it's like, maybe we didn't reimagine. Maybe we didn't, how my type, you know, I love that phrase. How might I, it's Ellen Langer from Harvard. Like it's such a brilliant way of reframing things rather than how can I, which you're measuring yourself up against something. How might I admits that, you know, it's, it holds mm-hmm. possibility. Those words really hold possibility. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the, the, there's a book. I, I signed a contract with um, Handspring Publishing, uh, which does like a lot of like movement science books. They're out of Scotland. And the book is right now, the working title is Yoga, Movement and the Way of Play. So it's really looking at um, I love it. play. And, um, you know, there's definitely movement science in there, a little kind of hitting into the neuroscience of, of play. And, and then just um, the it's sort of the, some of the stuff that's on the playground is making its way into the chapters in terms of like movement exploration so that, that when the book is published and people wanted to have a, uh, a more experiential, you know, an experience of what I'm writing about, they could, they could take specific classes Mm-hmm. have that because it. like you know like let's face it books about movement where you have pictures and it just doesn't ever capture the nature of of it it doesn't it's like goes this. back to the idea of the theater versus the film do you know they yes yes exactly and they have a different way of communicating yes. so i was just thinking that ah oh, yes yeah so yes. so the playground is like i would love i i if any of your listeners want to you know, try it. Um, they could use the code playful 10, um, Amazing. You know, caps or no caps, like everywhere and write it. It's, it's like, it'll work. Um, okay. and, get a, and get 10% off of a, of a subscription and you, there's a seven day free trial. So there's, you know, you can, you can check it out Amazing. if you checked it out. Um, uh, so yeah. And that's awesome. That's, where can they find that, Carrie? Um, What's their website? My website, which is being okay. T- currently, we're, that's my next project, is working on okay. redoing all of that. But, all right. Um, oh. it, but they can, it's still, it'll still have the same, carrieworko.com. It's just my name. All right. Carrieworko.com. So if you go to carrieworko.com, <laughs> um, you can link to the playground. And carrieworko.com will, by January 1, that's the goal will look very different and will be a better representation of where I am, what I have been working on for a while. And more importantly, like what my hope is like, what, what it is that I'm inviting people to participate in, and it doesn't have to be them on the playground. It's, it's, it's a way of, you know, as adults, the power of play. And I, I, I feel so strongly about, about it. 
And I think that um, that's, you know, I want my website to, to champion that. Um, And it's got like, there'll be a lot of, you know, movement science aspects to the yoga. I'm still into all of that. I love it. But I just feel like sometimes we, we can get so wrapped up in the rights and the wrongs and what we should say and shouldn't say. And, and, and at a certain point, um, you know, like, I think we, we just can keep stopping ourselves from connecting to each other, from learning together, you know, somebody used that word and that's a trigger for you, or that's like, oh, they said chronic and not that, you know, whatever. Uh Like, yes, like, like, it's just, can we just listen a little deeper? Because I bet that, you know, that we can learn from each other. I bet there's a lot that we can learn from each other. And if we play together, I bet we'll even learn more. (laughs) Man, Carrie, it's so, it's so good. And it's so, so, so true. Just uh, quick recap, folks, before I, I do my usual and ask her the final question, even though I feel like what she just said is like the mic drop and that's like the answer to the final question. But I'm going to ask it anyway. But before that, just so you folks know, everything, as always, goes in the show notes. Carryerworkout.com, Playful10. Everything will be in the show notes, though. So don't worry. You don't have to scramble to do any of that now. But Carrie, before I let you go, the the question that I usually ask my people, just in, I'm like hesitant because you just did so much there. The question I usually ask my people who come on here is, is there anything else you've given us so so much but is there anything else that you you know either you feel like you didn't you didn't say or that you just want to reiterate anything that you want to leave the people with Mm. oh well yeah i guess the big thing right now is that i feel like we we (laughs) it is Mm -hmm. the we you know that we have yeah. all been through an awful lot. Like I, sometimes it just, you know, when we lie down or just take a moment, there's a beautiful moon outside last night and my husband and I were walking down Weston Avenue and we started humming that beautiful Debussy music, Claire de Lune, which is like my favorite song. And it's just this, that it's such a sweet, like listen to, to Claire de Lune, like go on YouTube, Type in Debussy. I may, my French is terrible, but um, you know D E B U S S Y, and listen to the piano, Claire de Lune, um, and and it and like, just acknowledge the 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 resilient, beautiful, you know, being that you are that you have you know like just being going through this that that like okay you don't have to create a platform you don't have to write a book you know what I mean like I've done these things because I was already yeah. doing these things okay I was already contact victim but yeah. by the publisher pre-covid you know it's not like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it isn't um like but that. like there are times when it I just feel like the you know the whole world has gone through so much and we're in in such a really in you know time of um critical change and um it's affecting our capacity to to make decisions do you know it's affecting our judgment (laughs) 
Um, totally. A big time. And I, and I think, you know, just like listening to a piece of beautiful music, it doesn't have to be that song. I just find it's very, um, it's almost like a, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's like a lullaby. It's like a, a wish or a, like when you look up at the moon and you get the perspective, it's just a, it's an opportunity for perspective and to, um, to just, uh, I love it. Ex- understand how, how well, how well we really are that maybe we're not as a global society as sick and troubled and fucked up and all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're an organism, a world organism. And we've had, we've had an assault, do you know? And, and there's still beauty Yes. and there's still beauty. And, you know, it's not, it's, there's the future, but there's also the present moment and there's opportunity to, you know, to just, keep looking around and it's, it's a gratitude practice because I think when we're really going through hard times and I'd say for myself, that is the thing I have to come back to is like, okay, you're going through bad time. Let's just, let's like really take stock because there's so much to take stock in. And even if it's just like listening to a piece of music that you love, you know, um, that, 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 that can, you know what? I think that can buffer like, like I'm sure there's, you know, we're, we're just feeding that helping that, you know, serotonin or whatever that in our system that just helps us, helps us the same way play and that sort of dopamine hit sort of counters some of the, you know, the other chemicals that are taking us in a certain direction is that we, it's self-regulatory beauty is, you know, gratitude is. And um, that if it's like, if you can listen to that song on YouTube, it's, I think it's, um, I think it's just, uh, it's like a little piece of love for you from no. me and to all of us, because it's hard. It's hard what we're going through, yeah, but yes. we'll, but we're, but we're here. That's it. We're still here. Oh, I think, Damn it. I, I, I think that <laughs> I love it. We're still, yeah, exactly. I think there's something so again, so powerful in the reframing that you just did there in terms of, uh, you know, yes, from you, you are a creator. You've done so much. You're always doing something. Just even listening to you, you're just, you're just so much energy always. But that, you know, what you're, you're saying there is create if you want. Or in this case, she's leaving us with this idea of take a moment to just be and experience and stop trying to control the thing that only lives when you let go. I love it, Carrie. Just so much. Just, just thank you. Well, so, thank you. Thank so you so much for the opportunity is... to have a, you know, to be able to share honestly with your listeners. You gave me a lot of time. I had a cup of strong English breakfast tea, so I was productive. <laughs> but, um, but also like, you know, just um, connecting to you and those great questions were really um, juicy and. Wow, thank you. Wow, this is awesome. Just I appreciate you big time. I the the, the episode went I was just like I'm going to let the episode go. I let the episode go in whatever direction it goes and I'm I'm really happy with the direction it went. So, thank you, Carrie. Oh, thank you. Oh. You're so welcome. You folks listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us and for that we are both endlessly 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 appreciative if you like the episode leave me some stars if you love the episode feel free to subscribe if you really 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 loved it 
do me a solid and share it with somebody. All right. In the meantime, stop trying <laughs> to control the thing that only lives when you let go. So fucking good. All right, uh, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, Carrie and Maestro. 